Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hello, Ellen. It's going, um, extraordinary. Oh, extraordinary. Um, so today we are going to be talking about Wanderlust by Lauren Blakely, and later we are going to talk about some of our own Wanderlust and our bucket lists. So, but first, mom... What have you been reading? Um, weirdly, I didn't read as much over the last Me couple weeks. either. Because I was like a woman on a mission for there for a while. I was in the middle of reading The Secret of Flirting last time we yes. convened. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, we recorded late last time, if you remember correctly, and that might have something to do with it. Um, we recorded like a day late. Get over it. Well, that, that could be a book, Ellen. Right there could be a book. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Then I read Too Wild to Wed by um, Eloisa James. Mm-hmm. Then I read From Lukov with Love by yes. Mariana Zapata. Wow, Mom, mm. we have very similar reading lists. Very week. similar it's reading lists. almost like we're recommending books to each other. Yes, and um, first of all, I liked all of those, mm-hmm. but From Lukov with Love? Hello! Love that book. <laughs> I tweeted about this already, but yeah, I love that book. I think it's my favorite. I think I can say it's my favorite Mariana Zapata. Um, they're just so like bantery and cute together. And it's funny. the slowest of slow burns, which all of hers are. Um, but yeah, that book was amazing. Like I, and I think maybe because I kind of went into it like, mm, okay, figure skaters, this is going to be lame. Um, but it wasn't. And I loved it. I thought it was adorable. And it's totally, like, her family, that's totally the way we talk to each other in our family. Yeah. So we could totally get behind that. Yes. Um, I mean, <laughs> some of the things my husband calls me, most women would divorce him for. But for us, yeah, it's just true. cute and charming. And it's the yeah, way we sure. are with one yeah. another. Cute and charming. <laughs> right? He only means this is a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so that's totally the way our family is, is, like, the family in the book. And um, I just loved it. I thought. They were adorable. I loved them, and I loved him, and it was great. Anyway, and then I read today's book, Wonderlust, and I didn't want to start another one because I wanted to keep that one on my palate for our... <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. Um, so I also read From the Cloth with Love, which we've talked about. I also read Too Wild to Wed, which um, we did the first book, Wild in Love, on this mm-hmm. show, and I was um, pretty vocal about not liking it very much. Um, but I liked Too Wild to Wed a lot better. Like, a, a lot, lot better. better. I did, too. Um, so, if you were like me at all, um, and did not enjoy the first one so much, maybe give the second one a shot, because I enjoyed that one. I mean, it's still not, like, my favorite book ever, but I Well, I think the first fun. one kind of had first book syndrome, but... Um, it definitely had was, first book syndrome. Yeah, this yeah. one definitely was more enjoyable story. Yeah. Um, but before both of those books, I read, I'm not going to probably pronounce this right, but Kulti by Mariana Zapata, which is the name of a German soccer player in the book. He is the hero. Um, so I read that one just because I was kind of looking for something to read. And I saw that a lot of people, um, list that one as their favorite, um, Mariana Zapata. And then that led me to read From Lukov with Love, which ended up being my favorite. So it worked out pretty well. Well, would you recommend the other one to me, or? Um, yes. I mean, I liked it. Um, it's, I mean, of the, well, I guess I've read more than that. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was fun. You would probably like it. It's a, you know, definite slow burn, and it felt like a slower slow burn than some of her others to me, so do with that information what you will, I guess. Um... So today, like Mom and we've mentioned, is today we're going to be talking about Wanderlust by Lauren Blakely. It is a standalone book that listener Sarah recommended to us because it is narrated by the aforementioned Richard Armitage, friend of the show, in that we talk about him a lot. Um, Yeah, we're like this, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just a friend of the show because we talk about him all the time, apparently. Um, so we may sound like we're corporeal human beings that are talking, um, in this recording, but actually we are recording as puddles on the floor today, uh, because (sighs) this book, 
I should note that we both listened to this book as opposed to reading it, but that was mainly just because we couldn't help ourselves. Uh-uh. But we'll get into that. Um, so, for the description for this book, um, I kept, I had, like, this song in my head the entire time I was reading this book, so I figured I would write <laughs> our description to this song. And I can't look at mom because I'm going to sing and I need to uh, not laugh. Oh, you're even going to play. <laughs> well, I, have, I have my ukulele. Um, I have not played my ukulele in a very long time. And so um, I'm not going to bother trying to play any sort of melody. I'm just going to play the notes so I stay. I'm content. really curious to see what song was going through your head. Because there were other things going through my head while I was... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so there's this Yankee girl named Joy. She left Texas to escape a boy. This book called Wanderlust. Griffin is a handsome Brit. From Paris he's about to split This book called Wanderlust They meet in the so-called city of lights They speak French and see the sights And so their love does bloom But Griff's motive to leave Is just so very strong And Joy's trying to find out Just where does she belong Love is sure to find them home Together they can roam This book called Wanderlust That was very, very good. Um, first of all, how can you be my child and hit those high notes? Because there's no way my head would explode. <laughs> They're but, not even um, that high. <laughs> <laughs> well, tells you my singing range. <laughs> very good, Ellen, and your voice sounded very nice. Oh, thanks, Mom. Oh, so, know. Mom, um, I'm going to ask you what you thought of Wanderlust, but I'm giving you a rule, and this is for both of us. We have to talk about the book first. And then I will give you five minutes at the end to talk about the audiobook. What? <laughs> five minutes? <laughs> okay, I'll give you a little more. <laughs> if I talk shorter about the book, yeah, I get more. <laughs> I want us to actually talk about the content before okay. we start getting into this other component of the experience for us. Okay. Because not everybody listened to it, which is a crying shame. I get shame. that. I understand. Um, so let's, let's talk about the book. So mom, what did you think of the book itself of Wanderlust? Um, I like the book. I had, um, one issue with it. Okay. What is it? Do you want me to go into that now or? Sure. Hit me. (laughs) Okay. Um, I like the story. I thought it was a cute story. And there's a lot of people who are going to disagree with me on this, but I felt that, um, and I've never read her books, and maybe this is just the way her writing style is. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's the first book I've read by her. Um, I felt that the descriptions of sex were um, overshadowed the romance. Does that make sense? Because I don't think the two are synonymous. And I get I enjoy the actual romance more, and I felt like we got into a lot of description about the sex, which, you know, whatever, and especially listening to it, you know. <laughs> stop, too- stop, I'm cutting you off, <laughs> Okay, stop. okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I like more um, of the build-up to the romance, and I, that was my only, and it wasn't terrible, it wasn't horrible, I thought it was good, but I think we could have spent more time on the romance, and... <sighs> That's interesting that you say that because I I don't know I didn't I didn't really get that and um, 
I really, I really liked this book. I don't know, again, if that was just the experience of the whole book. Um, but I thought it was very sweet. I liked them a lot as a couple. Um, I liked both of them as characters. Um, and we'll get into some of, when I get into the questions, some of the things that I liked or did, did maybe didn't like as much. But um, I thought it was uh, really fun. It really made me want to go back to Paris, which is kind of interesting because I didn't even, Paris was not even my favorite place that I went on my European extravaganza. Well, you want to go and take his tour because it would be fun to see all those secret places. And And it did just kind of like really capture, you know, the thing that I did like about Paris is just that it is, it's so romantic and lush and, um, you know, it is, and I thought that she really captured that really well. Um, in terms of, I'm, I'm surprised that you felt that way. I didn't, um, I mean, because they don't I mean, even I didn't have... hate it. I don't want it to sound like that. And, yeah. I, and, you know, I'm not a prude. I don't, the sex is whatever. But um, sometimes I just feel, you know, me, I like story. I, I like the story and I like the buildup. And... <clears throat> but I didn't there was just feel like there was that many, like, instances of sex in this book. Was there? And I'm just not remembering correctly. Um, well, I, there was a lot of sex in the book. Hmm. You just wanted more. <laughs> like, well, and you know, <laughs> I've read, um, uh, you've read tamer books than some of the books that I've read. So maybe this one was just a little bit higher on the spiciness well, scale. And I didn't think, I didn't think it was over the top with the sex. I mean, we've had worse books than this. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I liked it. I don't want to sound like I didn't like it. You're the one that always. I'm always. I know. Like, oh, I love everything. I'm always, I'm always the naysayer. <laughs> this is this is good. That was a good turning turn of the table. That was my only thing. Is that? Um, well, I guess I never really got behind the we can't have sex because we work together because that seemed. Yeah, that's a one of my silly. questions in a little bit. <laughs> and um, because they were you know, had no problem throwing that out the window once it all <laughs> yeah. got to it. And I think they were, I mean, it was silly because they were so into each other even before they even knew who each other was. Is that the way you say that grammatically? But, no, um, but okay. <laughs> even before they knew who they were, yeah. um, they were so into each other that it was obvious. I mean, at plus it's a romance book, so it's obviously going to happen. But um, I don't know. It just, it didn't hold water for me. Yeah. The whole, I can't work with, I can't sleep with her because I'm her translator. Yeah. Um, I thought things that um, she did really well. I thought Joy did a sassy American girl's proud. Mm-hmm. I loved that, like, she still was totally, like, dorking out on Paris and, like, that he just loved that about her, that she kind of had this zest for life kind of thing and she was especially trying to make the most out of, you know, her time in Paris, which ended up being a longer stay. Um, And I really liked him as a character, too. I liked that... I liked that he was a British guy, and maybe it's just because I've been reading too many historicals, but he wasn't, like, stodgy in any way, and he still felt just like a normal dude, you know? Um, And I thought that she had a really well-rounded ensemble. I thought, like, the side characters were all fun, and they felt fully fleshed out to me and um yeah I I just really liked it I, I did I liked the story I liked um that was just my only like wee bit of, bit of complaint yeah it wasn't I even a real complaint um totally I would I liked it a lot and I love mm-hmm. that you know here's this British guy but he likes her because she's an outspoken sassy American it's like yeah thank you thank you usually we're like oh Americans are brash and horrible and awful yeah so I liked that he liked that about her. And um, I have to say my f- one of my favorite parts, because if anyone's listened to our podcast ever, um, you know how I am with, with um, accents. And my favorite part is the prologue where she talks about how accents are like an aphrodisiac. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody gets it. <laughs> Someone gets it. <laughs> she gets me. <laughs> yeah, that, that does cut right to the core of us. Um <laughs> And that is an interesting, like, idea, you know, as a 
concept is just like accents and like what I wonder what that is and right I mean it's always the other that sounds like hot to us right yeah that um like an accent that's not our own is the one that like is oh. sexy like well like British people don't think of themselves as having an accent they think we have an accent yeah I know so I know it, it's not an accent unless it's not your own and I wonder right? what it like I and it's got to be something biologically right that um that makes that like hot to us as a human race, right? That somebody well, else's it might accent. be because we watch a lot of you know British TV too. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably. But it's true. not just the British accents. I mean, I love those Irish accents. I love the Boston accent. I love my Tennessee sex voice on Penny Reed books. <laughs> I love. Do you like? I say my Tennessee sex voice. Yeah, but um, <laughs> like I own it. You own it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I love those accents it's yeah Yeah. it is like an aphrodisiac seriously it's nuts (laughs) and we'll get into that later i'm sure yes we will (laughs) um so first question mom you've never been to paris i have on your dime um so (laughs) did it make you want to go did make me want to go. We, I mean, I've had the opportunity to go to Paris a couple times, but I've had a couple people tell me it's not their favorite city because for different yeah. reasons. So I've opted to go other places. Um, you would but, really get into like the art history stuff. I would because I, like. I like that kind of stuff, and I would yeah. love just the history of it and just seeing places that I, you know, seen so many I've other seen, places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And your dad's a big Tour de France guy. I mean, he's not really into sports, cool. but he loves his Tour de France. Cool. <laughs> we so. have, like, as a family, like, I think all of us, like, there's these announcers that do the Tour de France. And I, like, for me, I hear their voices and I'm just like, ugh. Well, um, I have, and this is, I mean, I used to have to get up at four in the morning and start recording the dumb thing yeah. for him before we had DVRs. DVRs. But, um, anyway. So I'm familiar with a lot of these places just from, you know, watching stuff like that yeah. and movies, just any movie ever, mo- any movie that's... that's ever been made ever that has Paris in it. Yeah. Sabrina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of Midnight uh, Paris. French Kiss. French Kiss. Beautiful. Love. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do think you should go someday. I mean, I, again, like I said, it's not my favorite place I've been, but it's. It's a good one, and I think you would get into a lot of a lot about it. Um, okay, next question: Do you? This is this is kind of touching on what you mentioned. Do you think they waited too long to give in and just bone already? Well, I I think they should have boned like when he met her and said, "You want this apartment? Okay, is it okay if I stay and, <laughs> and have sex with you right here, right now?" <laughs> yes, that would. I mean, be they fun. were both thinking it. <laughs> Yeah, they were both feeling it from, like, before the get-go. and yeah. before they even knew each other's real names. Yeah, it absolutely was going to happen. I mean, it was inevitable. I mean, I not did. only because it's a romance book, but because just because of the setup. Yeah, um, I thought it... I thought it edged on, like, kind of you mentioned, it was a little, like, oh, come on, guys. Nobody cares. You're First of all, you're yeah. in Paris. They don't you're care. You're in Paris. Having sex with each other. <laughs> um, and second of all, like, you both want it and it's not even like they're in an employer employee I guess they sort of are in an employer employee relationship but it's not even like it's a permanent working relationship it's right. like a timeline on it so it's like it's just just bone but I did think that that situation gave us the fact that they both were aware that they wanted to hit it um gave us some really great sexually frustrated flirting Okay, and I want to talk about some stuff, but I want to talk about it in part two of this okay. talk. Because so. <laughs> um, I won't be able to talk about it without bringing it up. Yeah. Um, also, just because I mentioned it earlier, I did love that, like, the meet cute where they're trying to guess each other's names yeah, and stuff. Yeah, was cute. It was cute. When she was rattling off all those British names. Yeah, and he's, he's like, known. where are you getting these names? <laughs> And he's listing Brittany, Katie, you know, all these. Jennifer. Yeah, all these super white girl names. Stacy. Um, <laughs> so um, my next question. We talk a lot about being bugged by a lack of communication between the hero and heroine. And that is definitely still happening here. But it didn't bug me as much. And I have thoughts as to why. 
but did it bug you and why or why not? Um, not too bad because they were both pretty upfront about everything. Yeah. I mean, even when they weren't having sex, it was pretty apparent to each of them that they wanted to have sex. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and then it just, I don't know, because they eventually, and not even, you didn't have to wait that long for them to just say, yeah, we just need to do this. Yeah. And um, so it didn't bother me as much because both of them were pretty upfront with stuff. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't hold stuff in for, you know, a long, long, long time and brood over it. Yeah. I think what, yeah, I think that that definitely contributes. And I also think that um, what I really liked about them as a pair is they didn't really have dumb, stupid stuff keeping them away from each other. Um, There was still a definite lack of communication, but it was because they both went into this thing knowing that there was an expiration date and they are both kind of afraid to ask for too much and hold each other back. Which I, we've seen in other books, but I think that, you know, they both had kind of um, logical uh, things keeping them away from each other. And that, and I think that's a very human thing, right? Is to, to be afraid, of, you know, he talks a lot about like, doing something you're afraid of or something. And well, I think and it, that that... Right. Something that scares you. Yeah. But I think, too, because right up front, they were, like, they were planning on having a relationship. Then they found out they were working together. And so they said, oh, we, re- we both really want to do this, but we probably shouldn't because mm-hmm. we're working together and it's short term. So, uh, so let's just not go there. Yeah. You know, it's their thing. But so right from the beginning, they knew that they were into each other. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so that's, that was just kind of, you know, the lack of communication was there, but I think it came from, like, what felt like a more human and natural place. Um, what did you think of Joy's love for perfumes and scents? Did it add anything to the book for you? Um, here's my deal. I'm not a big perfume person. Yeah, she's Um, not. I, if I wear any kind of scent it's light usually it's eau de you know secret deodorant (laughs) oh do the secret deodorant oh do i do the baby fresh or do i do the (laughs) shower fresh which one should i go with today um (laughs) i'll just say that i like we have a weird body chemistry in our family where like we have a hard time find, which sounds gross, um, but like we have a hard time finding scents that like smell good on us. Well, I've literally had my husband say, "Oh, I loved this perfume. So and so was wearing it, and it smelled so good, so I bought it for you." And then I put it on, it's like, mm, not, <laughs> not so much. So much. <laughs> it's not that we smell bad. It's just that no, but that's like a good thing. On. That's a thing where it's, like, people, you know, it's every scent smells different on a person, which is why they have, like, perfume out so that you can try it on is because you have um, to figure it that's out. That's a body chemistry thing. But, um, I mean, I have lotions and things that I put on that I like just because they make, they have, like, a fresh scent. But I don't, yeah. I'm not a big perfume person. So, I get it. That was her job. And, and I get that that was, like, the background for the whole thing. And I appreciate that. But it's not something that I just, like. Oh my gosh, I just want to go and try on all these perfumes now. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I'm kind of like you. I don't wear a whole lot of perfume, especially, you know, like I've known people that that's like their thing and um, that's not necessarily my thing. But I thought that it really helped to add to like the whole experience in the book and to kind of tap into a sense that we don't see a lot written about because it is kind of, you know, probably a harder thing also very French. I mean, it just kind of fit in with the whole French thing. Yes, that's true. Um, And so I thought it was kind of fun just because, you know, we we get a lot of like, oh, and the tastes and the seeing, you know, certain sights and things like that. But, and I thought um, I liked that it kind of was this other thing. This, it kind of was exhibited her kind of lust for life thing that he found so attractive and that um, she was able to kind of introduce him to this this new world, right? And um, open him up a little bit with with that whole experience. 
Yes. So I thought that. Yeah, and it gave, yeah. So the whole thing where they were, he was teaching her languages and she was teaching him how to smell. smell. (laughs) Yeah, I I just thought it was. (laughs) To sniff? I don't know. (laughs) He didn't learn how to smell. (laughs) (laughs) How to smell bad. How to. No. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um. So what did you think of the bucket list as a plot device? Um, I liked the way it was used, and I liked how it transitioned for him and how, yeah. you know, she realized before he did that it, he was using it wrong. And um, I liked that. I liked it. Yeah, I think it I gave liked him... It. I liked it. I think it gave him kind of a different conflict than we're used to seeing, um, yes. I, I liked that, um, you know, I think a lot of times the hero is holding himself back for like personal things. Like I'm not ready. I'm not worthy of her. Blah, 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 blah. But his is like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. yeah, his is he wants to, you know, he wants to honor somebody that he lost his brother and, um, he doesn't want things to he feels like he owes it to his brother to do that. And so, um, I don't know. It felt like a very like selfless goal, uh, and, and conflict within the story. And I, I liked that. Component. No, I did. I liked that. I thought that was, and it made him out to be such a sweetheart. Cause he yeah. his brother. So and I really liked the, the reveal. Not that it, like I was kind of like, it took you this long to figure out that that's what he was trying to do. Um, but I liked the, you know, his realization that, um, you know, his brother had left this bucket list and Griffin thought it was his, his brother's list of things that he wanted, that he wished he could have done before he died. Um, but he kind of realizes that, wait, this is all stuff that I like to do, not him. So he was giving me this list to make sure that I kept living and found joy in living after he died and part of the thing that helped him realize that is he realized when he talked to his mom and his mom's like um we're going to a movie and then we're meeting with friends i'll have to call you back later he's like they're out living their lives they're not yeah you know they're not wallowing they're not yeah yeah, they're not sitting home pining away yeah and i just thought i i liked that as a message and i thought it um it gave him some really good characterization within the book i agree um, mom, you've kind of touched on this, but what is the sexiest accent? Of ever? Sure, yeah. <laughs> or in the book. <laughs> in the, no, of ever. Of ever. The sexiest accent. <sighs> the thing is, is like, for me, the British accents are so, like, deeply ingrained in what we enjoy. Like, yeah. you know, the period dramas and things like that. Well, and there's some British accents that I like better than others, too. So I can't just yeah. say a British accent. Yeah, but I like true. it, like, in her prologue where she says, British accents make us think of James Bond and, and you know, elegance and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, but not a Cockney accent, of course. But And you still want the, like, voice to be, you know, kind of sexy itself right. with the accent, right? You don't want, like, some tweedy little British accent. You right. Want, like, a so it depends gravelly. on who's... Here's here's the accent I like, the deep, gravelly voice. You can put any spin on that you want, but give me a deep, gravelly voice and I'm all over that trash. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a fair point. So maybe it just comes down to that. And actually, I watched a thing, this is getting slightly off topic, but for a long time, I don't know if it's still on there, but there was this documentary on Netflix called The Science of Sex Appeal. And it kind of went into like each sense and how each one kind of factors into what we're attracted to. So, like, certain smells, like, where, you know, you specifically are attracted to this specific smell or um, certain tones of voice or, like, women's voices fluctuate depending on their time of the month and how that all, like, factors into it. And it was, (laughs) yeah, I know. And it was really interesting. So it's bitchy time of the month. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what you sound like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Okay. Uh, Mom, anything else that you want to say about the book besides the obvious? <laughs> no. I want to move on. Okay. Because I got stuff to say. <laughs> okay. My last question. I'm setting you loose. What did you think of the audiobook, Mom? Oh, 
oh my gosh, how many times did I text you and just say, Ellen, this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'll have to post some like screenshots of mom and I's texts back and forth to each other. It's basically just a lot of reaction gifts, like of people like in shock and uh, amazement. So here's what I would be really interested to if there is somebody out there who would not know Richard Armitage from Adam, um, I would be really interested for that person to listen to this book and let us know if this audiobook affected them as much as it affected here's us. Here's honestly, honestly, I cannot remember what she described him looking like because he was Richard Armitage in my head through the <laughs> yeah. entire book. <laughs> yeah. And so um, probably younger Richard Armitage, more of the... Um, what was the Vicar series he was in? Or you know, what Vicar of Dibley. Yeah, or yeah. even his MI Five days. You know, kind of younger, um, mm-hmm. but definitely him. And I couldn't picture anything else. But here's the deal. So <laughs> there's a lot of guys that I'm attracted to, actors, mm-hmm. you know, celebrities. Mm-hmm. And um, so my, you look at a guy who's good looking like that, and you think, you know, it'd be really nice. And he has a nice voice. And you think, it would be really nice if he would just whisper dirty things in my ears, which is literally <laughs> what this book was. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there with headphones just going, oh my gosh, oh my god," <laughs> Which is gross. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> no, but like I've long held that, I mean, even before I started listening to him narrate audiobooks, um, like... He, I've always long held that he has, like, one of the sexiest voices ever. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, at one point, I was eating my lunch and listening (laughs) to the audiobook, and and now I can tell you which part I was listening to. It was, um, the part prior to when they have had sex, and he is in the shower. Oh, yeah. Self-pleasuring. And I'm sitting in this sandwich shop, just like you know, quietly listening to my audiobook, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, everybody knows that I'm listening to <laughs> My because... favorite part, though, is when he's talking and building up to their first kiss in the rain under the umbrella. Yeah. And he's describing, you know, all of it. And, and I was just like, oh my gosh, seriously. I'm sure that someone else could have done it. And also, when he would speak French... I was like, yeah. oh, fr- the French language has never turned me on, but no, when he was doing Richard it, I was like, just, oh my gosh. Ugh. Even when anyway, he just does like the ridiculous. French accent, I was like, yeah, yeah, stop. seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, uh, uh, so and, we recommended this book because we need to send her flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's our, our good friend, Sarah. She Sarah. Oh DM'd my gosh, me. thank you so much. Yeah. I told mom, I said... Um, this, whoever's brilliant idea this was to get him to narrate this book, because the whole book is about an accent being sexy and like this girl's weakness for a certain accent. So you throw freaking Richard Armitage into that mix and his voice on top of that accent. And it's like, yes, you've sold me. I completely understand how, you know, you are beholden to to this accent because I get it. It makes so much sense and it completely adds to the experience because like oh, being it, able it, to like listen. overshadows the experience. I probably wouldn't have liked the book at all if I didn't <laughs> listen to it. No, I would have. Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So kudos, whether that was Lauren or somebody else on her team who came up with that idea. And, you know, he was probably a little more expensive because he has some, you know, uh, name recognition, but worth it. Wor- oh, gosh, oh gosh, worth so it. So worth it. So worth it. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I really yeah. want someone who does not, like, care about him at all to listen to this audiobook. And, like, because I'm curious how much of it is, like, just his voice alone is hot and how much of it is, we know he's hot, and we love him. And so, how much does that factor in to how much we appreciated this book? I don't know. But whatever it was, it made me weak in the knees. 
yeah. It, um, yeah, it was definitely because, I mean, even before he started describing sex scenes, I texted you and I was like, I, I can't deal. Like, this is too much. Oh. Just I was listening to him talk in my ear was too much. Because I think, you know, last night at midnight when I, or two in the morning when I finished the book, most of the sex was all that I heard was all last night. All the rest of it was a build up to it. And I was texting you like for days, just yeah. like, oh, Ellen, this is, I'm yeah. out of control. This is yeah. nuts. It was, it was crazy. Um, <sighs> okay. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So any other thoughts, mom, on Wanderlust? Yeah, I want him to narrate some more books. <laughs> he has. I know. I need to get on that. Yeah, you do. Um, so we would love to hear your thoughts on this or any of our other books that we've talked about on our Facebook page, Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rum, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On July 23rd, we will be discussing The Countess by Lindsay Sands. It is the first book in her Madison Sisters series, and it was recommended to us by listener Tasha. So thanks, girl. Um, So for now, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about our own wanderlust and bucket lists. So stay with us. Welcome to our little break segment. For today's episode, we're going to recommend a movie to you that... um, we both enjoyed this past week. Um, and this well, has we've been talked kind of previously about the death of the rom-com. Yes. And how sad it very much makes me. Um, this movie has been kind of like all over the interweb. So I'm sure a lot of you have, uh, watched it already, but I'm, we're putting this out there in case you have been, you know, resisting to let you know that you should watch it. Um, it's set it up on Netflix it um, stars Zoe Deutsch, Glenn Powell, Lucy Liu, and Tay Diggs. And the premise is basically Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell play two assistants to Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs, respectively. And they're kind of in New York, and both of their bosses are really hard assed and don't let them do a whole lot in their personal lives because they keep them so busy. So they decide that they're going to set up their bosses. So that they'll be busy with each other and let them be free and live their lives a little bit more. Um, As you can expect, sparks begin to fly between the two assistants. And um, it's just a really cute little rom-com. And they're both adorable. Yeah, they're both... I really especially liked her and her character. Yeah, she's really good. She's a very good, like, she nailed being the rom-com heroine, right? Yeah. And especially, like, a more modern rom-com heroine. I also thought it was really funny. Like, there's some really funny lines and things like that. I actually rewatched it with my sister-in-law, your daughter-in-law, and and I enjoyed it even more the second time, so... I watched it again with your father, and I liked it, too, the second time, so... Um, so anyway, and I, I hope that this is like a trend that Netflix is going to start going down because guess what? Rom-coms don't cost that much to make and, you know, they might not make enough, you know, everything, you know, the movie studios that are putting out big, big movies, they want everything to have, you know, high investment, but even higher returns. That's why you're seeing a lot of superhero movies and all these big budget spectacles well everything's Um, a big budget thing it's yeah there's no small ones anymore and so a lot of the you know the studios aren't paying attention to the smaller stuff so i hope that netflix kind of takes this and runs with it you know i think that they seem to be headed in that direction i think that this movie did very well for them and i know that a christmas prince did really well for them which you never watched but well and in august the guernsey literary and potato peel pie society is coming out on Netflix. It's not going to be in theaters. So I'm very excited about that because I read the book recently and loved it. And as is pointed out on Facebook by someone, the movie looks more romantic, has more romance in it than the book did. And so I hope that they are starting to, like, see that that's a lucrative area for them. You know, they 
I think that they tapped into the fact that like stand-up comedy was a good area for them because again, cheap to make but high return for them. So I think that this could be another avenue and I hope that they keep doing it because I would love to have more new rom-coms in my life. So Agreed. Agreed. Keep it up, Netflix. If you have not seen Set It Up, we recommend it. Let us know if you watch it and whether or not you love it or hate it. I don't care. I want to hear what you thought. Um, so until next time when we have probably another movie or TV recommendation for you, we'll see you later. Welcome back. For our, you know, second half here, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about some of our own travel escapades. Is that a word? Am I saying that right? Why am I, like, for... Escapades. Yeah, escapades. Why was... I don't know. I hate when, like, those moments where you, you know, forget how to say a word. Um, (laughs) Talk. I forgot how to talk. That's the worst. Um, so talk about some of our own traveling adventures and, um, our own bucket list items, if we have them. Um, so here's the thing with mom and I, I am more well-traveled than my mother. Is that fair to say? It's extremely fair to say. It's not fair, it's but not it's fair, fair to say. Mom, <laughs> I also agree that it's not fair, especially <laughs> since, um, my parents funded a lot of my... A lot? All of my travel. <laughs> so I did a study abroad in college to uh, Vienna, Austria, and it is the love of my life. I love Vienna so much. Um, and on that tr- on that study abroad, I got to travel to a lot of other countries. Um, so that is where most of my traveling came from, and that was funded by mother. Um, and our dad you don't, have, has, you don't have to keep saying that. <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, dad has also traveled a lot, and it yes. makes me sad that, you know, we've all traveled so much, and mom hasn't gotten to, to see as much. Well, my husband was Air Force, and now he's airline. But mm-hmm. um, in his Air Force days, he did a lot of traveling all over the place. The traveling I have done, most of the traveling I have done, have been when he's been, like, there was a time when he was stationed in Spain, southern Spain, Spain, Mm -hmm. uh, near Sevilla, Andalusia, and um, he was there for a few months, so the kids and I, once the kids got out of school, the kids and I flew out to Spain, and we were in Spain for about three weeks, and it was perfect, because the Air Force already, he already had a rental car and a place to stay and all these places that the Air Force paid for, so it was a cheap trip for us. Yeah. (laughs) I was about, I think I was... 15 when we did that maybe 14 or 15 yeah um, all I remember is I had to travel with my three kids by myself and get out to you know <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere Spain um and it, it was uh an adventure it was an adventure <laughs> a little scary for, sure. for me at times but the main thing that, I mean I remember a lot from that trip um, the main thing that I remember, though, is that uh, the fifth Harry Potter book came out when we were Yeah, I remember that, too. And we were trying to find <laughs> we it. We were there, and we were trying so hard to find it in English. And I was like, Mom, I have to get Harry Potter. Um, did your dad finally find it at the BX or something? Yeah, like... he, yeah, I think we did. And I think it was a little after it came out, but not too far. Because I, I was laying like, on the beach, though, reading the fifth Harry Potter book. Yeah, me too. I think we both finished it in, like, a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so... You know, I was reading. And um, the other thing that I remember is I read a lot of uh, chiclet books that um, I probably shouldn't Jesus. have been reading at that age. Yeah. But what? when I was there. Yeah. Book whore. But. <laughs> so, it's weird that, like, books are what I remember the most from that trip. But that's, that's the I don't trip. think that's what your brothers remember most from that trip. No, but. my brothers. Um, so I don't know if you're aware, but they have a very lax uh, nudity policy at the beaches in Spain, and um, that was an experience for for my brothers. So my husband would be like, hey, boys, you want to go for a walk down the beach? They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do, Dad. Meanwhile, for our, you know, I felt like on our end, it was just a bunch of old men in Speedos that were, yeah, were on the beach yeah, right. for, for us. Yeah. <laughs> 
I should say I also uh, lived, we'll say, in Italy for six months. So I've also spent a fair amount of time in Italy. And you Um, know Italian. And I know Italian. It's My Italian is, I need to like practice it some more though because unfortunately there's not a lot of Italian speakers that I can practice uh, my Italian with in America. However, when we went to England, we've talked about our trip to England on this podcast. Yes, before, we have. But when we went to England, we were standing in line behind this Italian family and they were <laughs> reprimanding their kids. Or, and I'm like, Ellen, what did they say? What did they say? And then finally you ended up speaking with them in Italian. Yeah. So, Yeah, you know. Uh, and we did have a lot of fun on our England trip. I'm trying yeah, to get England was. Awesome. I'm trying to get mom, you know, to do another one. You don't even have to bring me, but Facebook keeps showing me. Two years ago today, you I were know, in London. Two years ago it today, was you were two in... years ago. Oh, <laughs> that was such a fun trip. Um, what I really want mom to do is, I went to um, when I was in Vienna. I went on a trip to Prague and um, Budapest in Hungary. And um, I loved both of those cities so much. And I think that they were, they're ones that like not everybody always thinks to go to. And I just thought that they were both gorgeous. And so I think that's where mom should go next. Um, I can talk your dad into traveling with me. I know. Dad doesn't, because dad does so much traveling for work, he doesn't always love to do it in his personal time, which I think is crazy. I always, I have to tell him, I said, I'm sorry that you do for a living what the rest of us want to do on vacation, but you can't make me just sit home. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It makes me so sad. Um, So I just keep telling mom, like, well, I'll go with you wherever you want to go. (laughs) Well, and we've talked about upcoming trips for that. Yeah. I think we should do Scotland. I really want to do Scotland. I want to. I want to go somewhere where they call me lass <laughs> and love. <laughs> I don't know if they'd call me a lass. Is it what the yeah, old lady term? Say- <laughs> <laughs> it's a Scottish old lady term. <laughs> oh well, I'll pretend. If yeah, they're trying to get go. me to buy something, they'll call me a lass. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, Mom, any bucket list items that you have? Well, most of my bucket list is all traveling. I do yeah. want to go to the places that you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, I would love to do uh, Italy. I've never been to Italy, and um, that's one of the places that your dad... The two places that your dad really wants to take me that he went to that he really liked and wants me to see is Italy and um, Greece. He really liked Greece. He liked Yeah, Russian I've never done Greece. The, I would love to do all Greece. All the... Um, and I'm not sure what Greece is like these days, you know, with all the yeah. financial issues. But um, he loved the ocean and all the ocean-oriented, you know, stuff there. And uh, he really wants to take me to Greece sometimes. So those are two places that I'd like to see. And maybe I could talk my husband into going to with me. Yeah. And um, But I just love traveling. And I, I love my husband, but I like Ellen to be my travel companion. <laughs> Mom likes so many of the same things. Yeah, we do. And mom likes me because I I plan. Ellen had our England trip planned out. And like when we went to England, we went to Pemberley's. Your dad would not want to go to see Pemberley's. We went to, you know, Jane Austen Museum. Your dad would not care to go to the Jane Austen Museum. We went to the Fashion Museum. Your dad wouldn't care about that. So there's stuff that we did that your dad would not be interested in doing. Yeah. Um, So mine, I have. So one of mine is just to visit every continent. Um, I've only been to Europe and North America. Um, I haven't even been to, like, Mexico. So, I mean, I know that's... Really? Yeah. parents raised you. I know, the sucky ones. Um, But I would... So I would love to go to South America and uh, Asia and Australia and even Antarctica. I want to see the, the, like, northern lights and stuff. So I think that would be cool. Antarctica Um, doesn't have northern Oh, yeah, that's right. South. Antarctica is south. Okay, whatever. Well, you know, I just want to say I've been to every continent. I think that would be cool. Um, You've probably seen the northern lights. You just don't remember it because when we lived in Maine, we used to be able to see the northern lights frequently. Well, I don't remember it, so. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I I do have a dog, but someday I would like to adopt a rescue dog. Uh, Mine's just a lame bot one. Um, <laughs> just kidding. The idea he of a rescue dog. Yeah, he can because he's laying there. Um, 
I I don't okay, so I know that we've talked about the fact that I'm a virgin, yes. So that should be on your back. Yeah, that is on my well, it is. Um I'd recommend it. <laughs> but have we talked about I can't remember. I can't remember how much of my lame love life I've shared on this podcast, but um about the fact that I've never been kissed, is that has that been mentioned on here? I think it has. Okay, um, so I would like, you know, to, like, that, ha- I would like that to happen, and maybe not, you know, waiting until I'm dying for that to happen, um, so that's on there, and then, <laughs> um, and then I would, my other item is to publish a book someday, and have yeah. my name on it, <laughs> even if it's a pen name. <laughs> Actually, I think I would have to do a pen name, because I think that there's an author with my name already. Oh. She's but. probably not as good, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who she is. <laughs> I mean, I know your name, so I could look her up. <laughs> you do know my name. That's true. <laughs> I gave you, you your came, name. You came up with it. I did. Um, any other bucket list items, Mom? I'd, you want to jump like a from a few more plane? grandkids if I could I know. get that Listen. in the works. <laughs> Mom, I uh. gave you a grand dog. Does that count? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Doesn't count. Um, you need more grandkids just so that your one isn't, like, always... Completely spoiled just, all the time. You Well, that, and just, like, hanging out on her own all the time at our I house. Know. We do need... She needs some cousins. She needs some buds. Anyway. Uh, so that... I don't know if I can put that on my bucket That's list. That's not a bucket list item. That's not something that you can do. <laughs> well, I've already retired, so... Hey. That's... Scratched off that yeah, list. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um, my, my life is great. I do want to do more traveling. I would like yeah. to do that. I know. Whether I it's with to... you or dad or if I go by myself and run into Richard Armitage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> and he'd say, hey, stalker, get away from me. <laughs> I heard you talk about me on that podcast. I heard you talk on your weird. Go away. <laughs> just a little bit more about us that you probably information probably didn't care about yeah that's fine um so thanks so much for joining us again if you would like to join us for the countess by Lindsay sands in two weeks on july 23rd you can subscribe on itunes or google play or you can find us on twitter at not your mom's rom or on facebook or goodreads or email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com all right Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. All right. Bye. Bye.